0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today is always the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation. It is Scott. Hey, buddy. How are we doing this morning?
1: We're doing. We're doing well. We had uh, one eventful week of wrestling and uh, some landscape-changing contract endings. So, yeah.
0: We have a lot to talk about. It was a crazy weekend. Um, Go back and definitely check out the Raw Review Smackdown study pre-show and post-show for SummerSlam and TakeOver. Also, this weekend, well, this past weekend, this current weekend, uh, we are recording prior to the NWA double marquee of Empower in 73. Um, We will definitely be talking about that next week. I definitely want to have some conversations about what may have happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless they sound like a jackass on Monday morning, and it's like, well, nothing actually happened at that pay-per-view. What's up? <laughs> we, got a, we got a handful of things to talk about. Uh, you know, obviously, we said NWA Empower 73rd has happened. Uh, we will cover that later. All Out. We're right around the corner for All Out. There's a lot to talk about on this card. This card might be, without going into detail, without this episode of Dynamite Rampage, maybe one of the best buildups for a pay-per-view AEW is done.
1: Yeah, it's it's been pretty good. I believe there's nine matches on the card, so that's that's pretty hefty for there's an AEW. Ten, two. including the ten pre-show. Now. Oh, that's right, because they added uh, as of Rampage, they added uh, Miro versus uh, Eddie Kingston oh, for yeah. the T.N.T. title. So, things I didn't know I needed, Scott. Right? Oh man, I'm excited for that. Uh, um.
0: We're looking forward to that. We will be doing a pre-show. We're going to try to get our buddies over from back to the ring on. have A little bit of fun. Um, That same weekend, actually, we didn't even get to mention it. Um, Glory by Honor, Ring of Honor's two-night pay-per-view happened on the 20th and the 21st. Um, Interesting card. It looks like there was a couple of different um, title matches. I don't know. I'm uh, I really want to dig into Ring of Honor since they've definitely changed their lineup with the lack of the uh, the elite. Right. Um, and oh, like everybody else that they took over to AEW. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely need to find my get my hands on this so I can watch this. Um, there was something else I was going to bring up. Oh, yeah. So obviously there's a t- there was a match change. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi will not be wrestling um, John Moxley at All Out as was originally scheduled. Yep. Uh, Sat- Satoshi Kojima is, but also on top of talking about changes, there might be something else big that's happening at All Out. Um, a certain somebody's appearance debut sounds like it might have been moved to All Out. Dan- Brian Danielson. Maybe showing up at the pay-per-view. The argument is because of all the COVID restrictions um, that New York has imposed, it might be a little more difficult. So they figure they do it in Chicago way. At least they only have the mask mandate
1: for that show. Right. And plus, it's Chicago, so the place is going to go insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chicago is slowly becoming like the, the like the new wrestling capital.
1: Especially for AEW, uh, obviously. Especially since CM Punk is there now. Um, part of me, like, I want to dive into a little fantasy booking for just a second before we jump into the shows. So CM Punk and Darby Allen have a fantastic match. Winner, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and on the record and say it's gonna be Punk because it's Chicago. Because that'd be insane for them not to have Punk win. So punk wins and then a very familiar song happens. There are some yes chants that start. Man comes down the ring, gets in the ring, immediate knee to the face to punk leaves. Crowd goes absolute apeshit. Instant feud right after Darby. That's a good one. That's that's a good
0: one. You know, have a little moment there because this, this whole CM Punk um, Darby buildup has been like a brotherly kind of thing. Like, you know, I want to make you better because I see your potential. And, uh, you know, as much as Darby has been, you know, he's an he's up-and-coming star. I mean, it would be kind of weak, I think, to bring CM Punk back and have him lose the first time. Correct. But I okay. think it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger of a match.
1: Yeah. And this is also a test for Punk to make sure he could still go because it's been a long time since he's been in a ring. Yeah. He's been in the octagon, but that's a completely different animal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how those turned out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I applaud him for trying. Honestly, yes. like, it's more than I would ever do. I would, there's no way to no for either thing. I, I would, I mean, when I was younger, I would have loved to have gotten to a wrestling ring, but into an octagon. Yeah. No. Nope. No thank you.
0: Well, I think I think a couple other things we need to we need to cover quickly, um, first and foremost. And I sounds like this has almost been confirmed. Um, sounds like Buddy Murphy, formerly Buddy Murphy, will be signing or has signed with Impact
1: Wrestling. That's a big get for them.
0: That is that's actually it feels like the right spot for him to go.
1: It, it does, and obviously with the Forbidden Door being still open, that does lead for some leaks into AEW, and obviously I want to see him and Malachi Black go at it one more time because obviously with WWE, how they handcuff everybody, those two still put on some of the best matches that I've ever watched, and obviously because Murphy was the one that gave back then Aleister Black the eye injury that Malachi Black now continues to evolve that eye every single week. It's almost like we're leading to a climax, and it's going to be probably one of the best matches ever. And I don't say that lightly, but the way that this is just being built built for years, and now that Malachi Black has completely like taken this on, the vignettes inside the prison, from both sides. It's just like they're building this and it's going to be amazing. Once it finally happens.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be good. Especially buddy. Murphy being the underutilized talent that he was, he Correct. could have been a way bigger star with what he had. Um, another name. <clears throat> That's supposedly signed with impact. Um, Braun Strowman. Um have An article in front of me, and I'm trying to figure out. Supposedly, he ha- may have a new name. Can't really find uh, Titan. Okay. I don't
1: know. All right, I mean, it's very American gladiator ish, but that works, I guess. Well, he'll um, be putting on a I don't know, BDSM
0: leather with a helmet on. I mean,
1: that's what that's maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the new juggernaut. Um, or they're carrying cross. Did I say that out loud? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that still bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about that at, at at length on the raw review. Go ahead and download it. Listen to my tirades. It's fun stuff sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> um, but with with Braun, impacts a little bit of an interesting place for him. I don't. I honestly expected him to go to AEW. It would be interesting to see. How he fits in uh, at the Impact landscape. Let's, and, okay. Sam's let's got some at, ideas.
0: <laughs> let's, let, let, let's point out the Hosses here, okay? First and foremost, you do have former WWE wrestler himself, W. Morrissey. True. I'm talking Haas per Haas. Right. Him and Madman Fulton. True. He and Shara. True. He and Steve Macklin. True. He and Luke Gallows. True. He and Joe Doring. True. There's a lot of, I think, just beastly opportunity. And granted, if you went to AEW, you you could have him at Dustin Rhodes. You know, get him one on one with Paul White. You know, Nick Camarado. Uh You could do a lot of these. And I'm I'm not talking about squad. I'm I'm trying to be like
1: competitive matches.
0: Competitive, yeah. yeah I, okay. I I'm, I'm thinking of he's the type of guy who's going to give you, you know. The Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior, the Hulk Hogan uh, Macho Man, you know the Haas matches. Yeah, you know where you just have to punch somebody and the crowd loses their minds, kind right. of deal. Yeah. So, I think there are opportunities.
1: So Braun's technically going to the land of the Titans, from what you're saying. Yeah. Pick up What's, what I'm putting down.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, my friend. Um, I'm curious. Did he ever? He's only been a WWE talent.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he actually came from the Indies. I believe he was a homegrown talent when he walked in the door. Uh, Arnold strongman.
0: He's one strongman competent, like not even like, well, that, makes, oh, that makes sense. 10th, first, seventh, first, 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 first. Okay. That's uh, why Yep. the Arnold strongman. class. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's. That's his. That's okay. That makes sense.
1: That does make a lot of
0: sense, actually. That's why he would be in the limelight. Okay, so I'm looking forward to see. I, Again, we will always remember when Braun Strowman threw Roman Reigns in a stretcher off, off, <laughs> off a landing, and he went over in a minute. And I think he has the potential to still be a beast.
1: Absolutely. Oh, as long as you treat him as such, not as a joke, because that always – always pissed me off when it came to WWE is that they have these big monsters. And then a year later, they're jokes. That's why I honestly, I fear for Omos. (laughs) I truly Mm -hmm. do. I forgot one.
0: Totally forgot one. Fantasy booking. You know, he was a monster himself. And the only person that can really wrestle a monster is a wrestling God. Oh my God. Brawn taking on moose. Oh so shit. Give me it now. Wow. Right? Thinking
1: about that. Like just <laughs> Wow, Sam. I was not expected to be rocked this morning. <laughs> yeah, I already got chills
0: down my spine thinking of it. However, one last bit of news that's not even news right now. Adam Cole is no longer signed with WWE. We have no idea where he's going. We have no idea if he's re-signing. He's taken himself... He's taken all of his WWE links off of his Twitter account. I know. Everyone in the Elite is posting photos of him or
1: when they used to fight ghosts. Uh, Matt Hardy's put up stuff. Britt's put up stuff. It's just like... What did I tell you, even if this is a troll, just to get
0: everybody wondering, yeah, I love the hype in the unknown.
1: It's so true, no, a hundred percent, yeah, i mean i I kind of went into this a little bit during my Smackdown study. um I try not to do news because I want to save that for our shows, but i I kind of had to dive into it yesterday. There was an opportunity where. We had Dominic Mysterio taking on a mystery opponent. Everybody on Twitter lost their minds because they're like, oh, this is Adam Cole's spot. He's going to debut. It's going to be all going insane. Myself was included because I'm hoping. I, I, As much as I think he'd be a wonderful fit in AEW, selfishly, I want him to stay in WWE only because of I think he'd be perfect on SmackDown and for what he's able to do with up up down down which is owned by WWE even though Xavier Woods is the man behind it the fact is that if he signs with anybody else he disappears and it sucks because if you watch Adam Cole on TV the man's the biggest asshole on the face of this planet but if you watch him on like his Twitch channel or up up down down the man is literally the nicest human being on the face of this planet and I don't understand it. <laughs> it's just a testament to how fantastic he is at his job, no matter what it, no matter what he does. And I'll be very, very sad if he leaves and is no longer able to show up on that channel. I also think,
0: especially with the, and we will talk about it in a minute once we get into NXT, um, with this rebranding, I don't think he will last too long because he's no longer a newer talent. He's been there for four years. Correct. You know, I don't know how long it's, he and Johnny are going to be down there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely time for him to move on because he's literally done everything in NXT. If by some chance he does end up resigning and, and showing up on either Raw or SmackDown, then he'll still do, he'll be the top drawer of whatever show he's on. No offense to Roman Reigns, but Adam Cole will quickly become number one when it comes to that. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a, not a spoiler. It's not even a prediction. It's a guarantee. <laughs> I would love to see that would be a bet. Think about that. A battle of the egos,
0: the tribal chief taken on the undisputed man himself.
1: Yeah. Oh man. The promos alone, just hit, Adam Cole versus Paul Heyman in a promo. Just, like, come on But who knows We, we, we don't know we're, we're, We probably will never see that He'll probably sign this, like, lifetime contract with AEW And live happily ever after And we'll just have to enjoy him on Wednesdays and Fridays And that's fine I, I will do so It's fine
0: but just selfishly,
1: I like him in that other that other bit that he's able to do Twitch. He will continue to do, which I do still watch from time to time. So it's not like it, that's totally gone. But I don't know. Those extra would, outlets are always fun to watch. I would put and
0: again, correct me if I'm wrong, but going back to the new generation, like we're talking like ninety five WWE WWF. Adam Cole, even on Raw, would feel like Shawn Michaels during that period. Correct. Absolutely. Or Bret, Bret Hart, where it's like, oh, no, why are we watching Mabel versus Doink the Clown? But, oh, Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart or Owen Hart are like, you know, the, the people who still made it worthwhile.
1: Yeah, there are those stars that you tune in to watch and everything else, unfortunately, is just filler. Johnny Gargano's That's- the same way. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Like, if they brought the whole way up to Raw or SmackDown, it would be must see, must watch television. You know, Raw unfortunately has turned into. There's a few good segments in the rest of its filler. It's the truth, and anybody who says otherwise clearly is just a a, an e drone, as the kids say these days. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but honestly, it's just I don't know. I will always watch the show because I've been watching it since the 90s and that's not going to stop. Am I a glutton for punishment? Sure. I still have hope. I will always have hope that it will turn around. It did back in the 90s. Well, I mean, I don't think we'll ever reach you know, Attitude Era-esque style numbers ever again. That's not going to happen. People are not watching on TV as often. Will we eventually get some type of potential war if AEW keeps growing maybe do we honestly need it no, no. why do you want choice just like why would you want to fight to make people watch one show or the other you keep them all separate everybody wins and then it's just a competition of who can have the better show of the week instead of who has the better show of the night that's it's just like- my thoughts on it
0: no, no, no. And I, and I completely agree with that. Um, and when I was comparing, I wasn't comparing so much the numbers as it was the, 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 the bounce back that Raw had during the Monday Night War. How it went oh, yeah. from, like, this crappy, childish product to, oh, yeah, I'm going to th- watch this after Springer tonight kind of, like, attitude. Right, yeah. Or you look at it, you know, again, we don't need a war anymore. It's kind of like another 90s thing. The video, the console wars. Right. You're either Sega, you're either Nintendo. You may be a loser and have I don't know an Atari Jaguar, you know, no pun at you, Scott. <laughs> that was, I just came to mind. You might have had a Turbo Graphics. you were really, if you were rich, you might have had a Neo Geo. Well, like, but in 2021, <laughs> yeah, and there are some marks. I will say that some marks out there who are gonna be like, I only play this, and I'm better than anyone else. Blah blah. blah. I own everything. Not to be like a snob, but I have my Xbox, I have my PlayStation, I have my Switch, and I have my PC. Do I play them often? It's, you know, PC Master Race, right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and remember, you got to have all the top of the line parts. But that's true. You know, what? I own everything. And when I play everything or when I get to play, I play it because I enjoy it. Hey, I want to play my Nintendo titles. Hey, I want to play some JRPG that's only on the PlayStation. Hey, I want to play Halo or hey, I want to play Starcraft. Y- you don't. The goal here is for all wrestling companies – man, it's is going to sound very corny. All – you know, I want to be able to enjoy AEW as much as I enjoy watching WWE, as much as I enjoy watching New Japan, as much as I enjoy AAA, as much as I enjoy Ring of Honor, Impact, et cetera, et cetera. That's the goal. Yep. But my final statement, and we've had – I've said this to you I think several times this week. Is If they do lose Adam Cole, who was handed a million-dollar contract, who turned out multiple contracts from this company, who was the driving force of NXT, I think that's a big L, and that's a, that's a problem. That's something that they need to be like, if we're going to lose probably the biggest star we've had on this show, we really
1: need to— Rework our strategy, yeah, definitely. You know, he likes to say that he's a once in a lifetime talent. I don't see any lies here. The man moves a needle no matter where he is.
0: We were, we were, it's funny because we had that group chat going on with um, obviously, Zach and the Riddler. And we were talking, I don't think Zach realized how big of an any, uh, how, you know, he's like, oh, can you do the baby thing and everything and whatnot? And I was kind of like, yeah, I go, that was, that was in, you know, no offense to, you know, the Zach or whatnot. I'm like, that was his shtick before. Oh, yeah. Before. I mean, I, I, I even sent the video. It's one of my favorite moments where he debuted, you know, gave, you know, the need of, again, Drew McIntyre. And he walks up the walks up the ramp and the place is screaming Adam Cole and they all come in sync and then he stops and he bends down and the place goes silent. And then he yep. pops up the bill. 20,000 people that right. That that alone says a lot about the business in the industry. Yep. That somebody who is an indie wrestler and he still had 20,000 people scream Adam Cole baby on his debut.
1: Yep. That star power. And WWE did a D de- or I should say NXT did a very good job of keeping him top guy the whole time. Did a great job. I will not say that his, his stint at NXT has been wasted. He did great for four years. I'd love to see four more. Honestly, he could. I don't know exactly how old he is. I think he might be still in his 20s. No, he's 32. He's two years older than me. Is he 32? Yeah. Shit. So he still has 10 years left if he wants to go for a full decade. He's got at least five more years at at peak, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what's 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 going to be next for this man. And I'm excited wherever he goes. I just selfishly want him to stay. (laughs) Well, hopefully, you know, whatever
0: he does, hopefully Adam Cole stays on top. That's what we want. But let's hop right into it. Fallout NXT. From TakeOver. Scott, let's just uh, get right into it now. We
1: will. So. Kicking off. I just wanted to have a nice little positive side. Because Cameron Grimes is your new million dollar champion. Comes out, has a nice little celebration with Ted DiBiase. It's a good time. Very, very happy. This was a great story arc and another great moment um, for these two guys. The funny thing of it was, a little later on in the show, it seems like this will be the end of us seeing Ted DiBiase on the show. Uh, Cameron, after winning the title, uh, decides that as much as he loves being the Million Dollar Champion, there's only one true Million Dollar Champion and he ends up giving the title back to Ted DiBiase while he's sitting in his limo. So they have a nice little small conversation. And Ted goes, you know what? No, um, I think that you truly belong. You, you, you deserve this. So he gives the title back to Cameron Grimes. And Grimes holds on to the title for a moment. He notices, like, he's like, this title feels weird. It feels different he turns it over. He goes, official WWE shop.com title replica. What? Oh, my God. Ted DiBiase. DiBiase <laughs> just does his laugh, and they drive off in the limo. I'm like, that son-bitch DiBiase got him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I'm a little sad that we probably won't see Ted on NXT anymore, but I think that whole arc between him and... LA Knight was well done. Uh, I thought it ended perfectly as it should have. Uh, And now Grimes is clearly one of the most over wrestlers in NXT. And now it's time for him to start going after big titles. So we'll see what happens after that. But our first match of the night, the returning Ridge Holland taking on and defeating Timothy Thatcher in one hell of a brutal match. I love the fact that they're pushing Ridge. The man is built like a tank, and he doesn't need to talk. He's got Pete Dunne with him to talk. He's got Oni Lorkin, And lo and behold, after this matchup, Timothy Thatcher gets jumped by Oni Lorkin and a returning Danny Burch. Danny Burch out with injury, having to give up the tag titles, come in and attack Thatcher. Uh, we also got Champa to come out as well to try to help his partner, but he ends up getting taken out as well. So it looks like the baddest men in NXT have fully reunited sans Pat McAfee, which if you haven't heard, Pat McAfee, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID-19. So we wish him the best, all health and happiness, and come back stronger than ever. Because, God damn it, I need to see that man totally rip... When uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out with Rick Boogs and Sam, I know you don't watch SmackDown, but find those segments. It's some of the greatest shit in the entire world.
0: Um, I actually have been recording it. I just
1: haven't watched it. Sir. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> but moving on. Because we have to keep this quick. <laughs> Women's tag action, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter taking on and defeating the new uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. I love seeing all four of these women wrestle. I've always been a fan of Casey and Caden for the longest time. Their their videos that they put out on, on Instagram and TikTok is some of the funniest shit in the world. Um, Gigi Dolan, for me, I, we've talked about this, is quickly becoming one of my favorite female superstars in NXT. And I don't know much about J.C. Jane yet, but obviously from what I've been seeing, I'm I'm enjoying it. Best part about this, after Casey and Caden get the win, it further pushes them towards EO and um, oh my god, I forgot her name, um, Zoe and Zoe for the titles. Afterwards, J.C. and Gigi are walking in the back, and they're stopped by Mandy Rose. So there's been some conversations between these three, Mandy looking clearly to manage these two women. And Mandy says, if you don't ever want to have this feeling again of loss, walk with me and we'll chat. So Gigi and JC kind of look at one another and decide, all right, we'll see what she has to say. So it looks like they're going to have themselves a manager. Um, as much as I think Mandy has been doing excellent in the ring when she was on the main roster, I think her coming back to NXT in a managerial way of doing things, I think, is actually probably maybe even better for her. So we'll see what happens going forward. We got the in-ring debut on NXT of Kaylee Ray, former NXT UK women's champion, took on and defeated Valentina. I think her last name is Furrows. If I if I butchered that, I apologize. <laughs> it's essentially just you know a, a warm-up match for Kaylee Ray. And once she starts getting going, I think she's gonna quickly ascend and start challenging for that NXT women's title. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch much of her stuff in NXT UK where I am. Where where I left off, they were just announcing that she was coming. So that's how far back I am. <laughs> but I, I eventually will continue to, to keep watching. After that, we had our NXT champion, Samoa Joe. First ever three-time champ come out. And lo and behold, we have ourselves a whole bunch of people who want a shot at Joe. Including Pete Dunn, LA Knight, and Kyle O'Reilly. Had a nice little four-way brawl after that. So obviously I know we just had, you know, takeover, but I would love to see who gets the next shot at Joe. Especially going forward now,
0: like you know, with the with the rebranding. Like yes. who y- y- you Joe's probably gonna be and these are my thoughts, and maybe you'll agree with me on this one. Maybe Joe will have the belt a bit, kind of like fended. And then when they start, like, you know, I don't think it'll be Johnny. I don't think it'll be obviously Adam Cole or Kylo Riley. Maybe Kyle Riley. He hasn't held the title yet. But I can see it being somebody maybe further down the totem pole. Maybe it's
1: Carmelo Hayes. Could be. And that's a great segue because we go into our NXT breakout tournament final. It was Carmelo Hayes taking on Odyssey Jones, and this was a great match. This is literally the match of the future, and Carmelo Hayes is your breakout champion. And I'm not going to lie, I've been a fan of Carmelo Hayes since he was Christian Casanova in the Indies. I did not expect him to win. I honestly expected Odyssey Jones to find a way to just dominate him because of his size difference, and he can still move quickly. But Carmelo ends up getting the win. I was over the moon, happy about this. So he now gets a contract to challenge any champion that he wants. So we'll see who he goes after next. Like you said, down that podium pole, this might be that moment to take on Joe. Win the championship and then lead this new NXT into the future. We'll yeah, talk he, about
0: the. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say he has he has the potential,
1: like Adam Cole, to be the face of that brand. Absolutely, absolutely. So, moving on from that, we get into our last two matches of the night. We had Boa taking on which I thought was going to be. A squash match in zion quinn and when i first saw zion quinn when he when he when the lights came back up after bo was in the ring i honestly my brain went back and i thought oh my god is that connor did connor resign with the company because just quickly looking at the glance like he had the same style of hair the, the 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 beard and everything else, it matched perfectly. So obviously, I'm probably all alone in thinking in this, but I was I, I got a little excited for a moment thinking maybe the ascension was back in NXT, but that's whatever. Zion getting the win over Boa, while may not be huge to some people, the way that Titan Shah has been, we haven't seen Xia Lee since she lost to. Raquel Gonzalez and the way she reacted after Boa lost makes me feel like Boa is about to disappear and Mei Ying may be the last one standing. So maybe she'll start getting in the ring. Who knows? It's going to be interesting. And then... Our main event of the evening, a match I actually was really, really looking forward to. Legado del Fantasma taking on Hit Row. What a fantastic match. I got to say, you know, who's stronger than Top Dollar? Not nah, Nada. Honestly, like Jesus Christ. This man with all three men just carrying them all and then depositing them in different spots in the ring. Just beautiful work. Um, there's nearly not much you could say about this. The great thing that I actually did not see coming is that I always was like, Hero's got that fourth person in BFAB. And it's like, I feel like Legato needs a female to show up. And lo and behold, at the end of this match, Electra Lopez, who's been on the show a few times, comes up, attacks BFAB, causes a distraction. And Swerve gets himself rolled up by Escobar And Legato wins the war Or at least this battle Maybe it's not over Now we got four people on each side I wonder what, you know, NXT pay-per-view might be next, Sam It's
0: the only way you can settle things between I don't know, factions like this It's true You know, you just need to enclose them and, you know, release them one by one by one by one inside of this enclosed cage.
1: Oh, Mr. Uh, William Regal likes to say, uh, say it. What, James? <laughs> um, I don't know if that's anywhere near close, but I think that would be quite interesting. That would be um, the biggest
0: chance, I would think, with Undisputed Aragon. Um, I really can't think of other. Fa- I mean, you'd have to have a third faction.
1: Her, how war games has gone i think true. right well no they've done two v uh, it's always been two teams so far um but i i'm thinking of the the women being in there with the men aspect unless both ladies come out last and only fight one another well, 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 oh this is no impact here you know we can't do stuff like that that's true i know that's one thing i really do enjoy about impact when i used to watch it when i could watch it is that they do intergenerate wrestling like it's a normal wrestling match, which honestly I believe it should how how it should be, but that's it. NXT good show, I enjoyed it. Uh, before we jump into Dynamite, um, there was an interesting commercial that appeared during SmackDown tonight or tonight on Friday. NXT getting a complete rebranding. Now, this has been rumored for for weeks. Uh, Nick Khan even said it himself on an interview that NXT was going to go through some radical changing and, you know, they were going to focus more on in-house talent. This was going to turn back into a developmental brand. So it kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen to all the rest of these well-established indie wrestlers, especially the older ones like we talked about with Champa and Thatcher and Joe and Johnny and you know, what's going to happen with these older older wrestlers? Because there's been talks that, you know, they only want people below the age of 30 in NXT, you know, they, you know, and people who are, you know, cruiserweights or, you know, heavyweights. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's true, what's not. But this new logo that's come out, when I first watched it, the commercial for it, I instantly thought of the original NXT, all the swirling around and all the movements of stuff and the colors. And we've seemed to have completely abandoned the black and yellow. It's gone full like color palette and the logo, everything, the words, the letters blend together. And it just looks like somebody literally threw different cans of paint at the wall. And that's how the how it looks. A lot of people were not very happy with it. Uh, I remember when I shared it with the group when I first saw it. None of y'all were happy about it either. <laughs> so there's something crazy about
0: this. And I'm not that, you know me, I always think of the long game. I'm always willing to be open. Right. And I understand the NXT ratings were bad. Compared to Raw, which, again, boggles my mind. And SmackDown, Sure. But everyone knows Raw is the one that could use the rebal.
1: It's true, but Raw hitting over two million this past week, which hasn't been ha- which hasn't happened in a long time, that was that was a bit of a surprise to see. Yeah, I
0: I don't know. I get concerned. Like yeah. NXT was, is their best brand. I mean, it depends on who I'm talking to. Some people would even argue it's tied with SmackDown right now.
1: SmackDown's been very consistent as of late. Um, Yeah, I mean, NXT has definitely been that I would call the flagship show. But recently, I would probably, even myself, would say that SmackDown has taken that mantle away. Yeah.
0: So it's like Raw's the one that needs the work, even though they're getting the two million views. I I hate to be negative, but I mean, mean, people watch reality TV. Most of it's shit. But they watch it. The fuck do I know? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm a 30 year old metalhead li- watching professional wrestling on the weekly. Like, well, am I to say who's in touch and who's not? <laughs> that being said, you- let's talk about shows that are in touch. Speaking of ratings, CM Punk's debut on Dynamite brought in a one point one two million this week. They're hi- their highest since their debut.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yep, absolutely.
0: Um, solid, decent card I mean it was a lot more of the I feel like it was the lesser known talent this episode but I thought it was still a decent episode kicking off with Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy taking on each other this was fun again mm-hmm. if you don't look at Orange Cassidy and take him seriously like if you look at him and go he's just a comedy guy the guy's just he's proven that he can work with anybody he can make his comedy work and then he can pull out the big guns when necessary and this match seemed you not know, between you know Matt Hardy trying to throw the money at him between you know the delete and the pockets thing you know just at, the fact that he fi- he just finished him off with his own gave him a twist of fate.
1: Yeah, he he essentially channeled Jeff, and it was hilarious to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 so glad to see Orange Cassidy still you know where he belongs. Yeah.
1: Um he's definitely upper middle card, which is where he should be. Um yeah, agreed. Agreed.
0: Uh, following that, we had Chris Jericho addressing his AEW future. He wants one more match with MJF, where he's put his career on the line. But you know, you could we could argue the verbiage.
1: It's true. He'll he never would. wrestle in AEW again. Yup. Which means you could wrestle other in other places but he we'll talk go. about that one once that happens.
0: Yeah, you can go anywhere but and I think you and I've had this conversation before, you know, his big thing is he will permanently move to the commentary table for AEW. Which I think, I think, I think that's you a would, good move. That'd be a great move for him. You know, he he's a great person on, you know, color commentator, commentator. The guy He he belongs on a rushmore, a wrestling rushmore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, he just—he's so good at what he does. He's still one of the best talkers on the microphone. He's—he's he's pretty much prepping MJF to like take. You know, not that MJF needs any prep work whatsoever. You know, I can't. I'm a social person, but I can't talk as well as MJF can.
1: There's not a lot of people on this planet that can talk like MJF can. It's just—it's no. just facts. <laughs>
0: so I know a lot of people are upset. Like, oh, we're gonna get another one. We're gonna get another MJF Chris Jericho match. Look, it's 3-0. MGF is 3-0 against Jericho. Jericho is getting older. There's also the argument that, you know, he's supposed to be torn with Fozzie. I'm not positive on that one.
1: That yeah, that's that's I've I've heard that too. Um, which would make sense in a way for him not to wrestle anymore. But he said he would be on commentary if he's touring then Fridays. I'm pretty sure he's going to be touring unless they continue to do what they're going to start doing and tape Rampage after um, Dynamite. So it'll give him his Fridays open to go tour. Yeah. No, absolutely. And
0: uh, some people even are going like, oh, to go back to WWE. I don't I think I think Jericho I think I think where he is in regards to the independence, it's not even the independent scene anymore, you know, in regards to AEW, in regards to New Japan, in regards to Triple A, in regards to Impact, I think he's in the right spot.
1: Agreed. But eventually he's going to end up going back to WWE, whether it's going to be just for, you know, yeah, Hall of Fame, a match or two, maybe another one more WrestleMania. We all know it's going to happen he belongs in the WWE Hall of Fame whether it's going to be an actual physical one which they've been talking about for years or the you know the the one in Vince's brain eventually it's going to happen especially with him and Vince still being buddy buddy correct yeah and Vince even gave him the go ahead so people are like oh Jericho bone for the you know the the rival company and you no know, he talked to Vince Vince is like no you you got to do what's best for you we don't have anything for you really a big storyline going into Mania season when he first signed with AEW. So they're like, all right, I'm signing for three years, and you know, right now you're the enemy. Well, you know, once that's up, we'll talk. He still has another year, if I remember correctly. So even if he doesn't wrestle anymore, he'll be on commentary for a year, which is fine. He gives his body a year to rest, <laughs> which I'm sure he desperately needs. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, following that, we had the another tag uh, tag team championship eliminated tournament. Varsity Blondes taking on the Lucha Brothers. This was the Varsity Blondes are knocking their way up the totem
1: pole. Absolutely, hundred percent.
0: They they just look so good. Griff Garrison has got to give this kid credit. This kid was a nobody when he started, and he was co during COVID. Now tag team with a legend's son, and they just. Um, I love I love the gimmick. I love just you know th- their wrestling style is just great. They have great chemistry together. And they fought probably arguably the best tag team in AEW and right. put on a banger. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed this match. I did too. Uh, especially the Lucha Brothers winning. Yeah. Like I think I said to you either privately on another episode, I think it's gonna be Lucha Brothers and um Jurassic Express. That's what happened. Yep, we'll discuss that in a minute. when We get to rampage. Following that, we had Red Velvet taking on Jamie Hayter in her return, her Dynamite debut since she's come back. Um, match wasn't bad. Um, there was definitely a couple, of, a couple of botches. Um, Red Velvet made a couple of a couple of things that happened, and Jade Cargill yeah. actually came out to her defense.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that was I was going to mention that. Um, no, I mean it's wrestling shit's gonna happen was it a terrible botch honestly no i don't remember it to be honest with you so obviously it didn't affect me too long red velvet can go so i i it was really nice to see jade step up and be like nah it. it shit happens relax yeah, yeah especially
0: And this is why we try not to talk about the negative things you know there's there's that there's botch mania that channel that just covers all the botches, and yeah, it happens. Sometimes they're just like, what are you guys fucking doing? But Red Velvet can go. Yeah, she made a mistake, whatever. Um, This was definitely more for Jamie haters uh, Hader's debut back on Dynamite. Yep. Or faux Becky Lynch, sorry. And that's not a dig at Jamie, but that moment will live in my memory as the oh shit Becky Lynch is on AEW moment.
1: Yeah, we both did it at the same time, and then we started talking about it after that. Um, and we're just like, "Holy shit!" I thought it was Becky. And you're like, "Oh my god, me too!" And just yeah, it, was, it that would have been like the coup of like, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about CM Punk making his Dynamite debut, his debut on the main show. This guy showed no less star power than he did when he showed up in Chicago. Granted, yeah. Chicago was a lot louder due to it being his hometown, but this crowd, this. Gym. I said it and I've said it to everybody who I've been talking to. CM Punk signed with AEW was the final piece in the foundation to show that this company's staying around. Yeah. As long as he and management are okay with each other, because that's his thing. He doesn't, he's not a corporate guy at all. He's not. He's he's a man of the people. Which again, he retired that statement. The voice of the voiceless, because obviously, AEW has become the voice of the voiceless. And boy, there is the, the voiceless are no are no
1: more. Yeah, they are they're de- definitely voiceful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So and we came out we're talking to Darby. I love how he's just he just he. he there's so much. And, and and Andrew in our group chat made a good point, and I might have said this a long time ago that you know I don't see his star power worth, but also I wasn't watching him at his prime. I got out of wrestling just when he signed with the company, and when the guy was like, I don't want to come back. It's like, yeah, who, who fucking cares? You know, if he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't want to come back. I don't, I don't fucking care, you know, because that's his. You know, that's how he. Somebody just want to come back and do something. If you and I stop podcasting, and then we had everyone telling us we need to go back and podcast. If you and I don't want to do it, you and I are not going to do it. We right. might come back once for the fans, fan service. But if we don't want to do something again, we don't have to. Right. But now seeing what happened last Friday, this man is a driving force. Absolutely. In the industry. This man is going to get – AEW is going to have their eye. Like, like So many people are going to now turn to AEW and be like – Oh, they signed CM Punk. Okay, this is serious. So he's he's talking to Tony Schiavone, which again, a lot of firsts here. You know, I just I think Tony Schiavone. I still think he, you know the voice of WCW. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Which, you know, involved with a promo with Darby Allen and Sting, Sting WCW. Darby and AEW, cm punk you know ring of honor it just there's there's a lot of weird me- it's like it's honestly like the multiverse melding together
1: right yeah oh, that's yeah that's that's true
0: and it's just a lot of fun he's talking about all the talent back there and he just great promo but we gotta we gotta point out the most important part of this promo where i forgot what he said and the crowd just started going, yes, doing the yes chant, yes, yes, in the building, and he's quiet. And then he goes, that is somebody else's stick, and you just got to be a little more patient, which if you need any other confirmation that Brian Danielson is coming <laughs> to AEW…
1: The shit-eating grin he had on his face after he said that, and I don't know if he realized he 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 might have made a mistake saying that. Um, but it's Punk. He he says what he wants to say no matter what, but, and obviously AEW has some of the worst secrets in in wrestling. So, <laughs> but the thing is, and this is the thing. So
0: CM Punk, we were the we're not gonna believe it till we see it type because. You know, back and forth. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to come back. I don't want to wrestle again. No, CM Punk's right. coming back. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Whatever. That's like, that was like, and again, I wasn't watching at the time, but I that could have been like, I could only imagine what it was like when it was like, oh, yo, Bret Hart's coming back. Everyone yeah. was probably like, wait a minute. Hold up. Bret Hart. Montreal Screwjob Bret Hart.
1: Yep.
0: Owen Hart's older brother, Bret yep. Hart. Like. Like, these are the things that come to mind where you're like, I just don't see it happening ever, ever, ever again.
1: In Montreal.
0: (laughs) In Montreal. Fuck, it was like when uh, I was in high school and they did the Live 8 performance for, I think it was Climate Change or whatnot. And the four four members of Pink Floyd joined. And I lost my fucking mind because I'm a big Pink (laughs) Floyd fan. You know, it's like that. You know, if you don't see it until you believe it, it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it happened. Yeah. Um, but the thing is they teased it, but they didn't not like WWE again. WWE's like, yo, we signed these people. Awesome. Why couldn't you just wait for the surprise? Why couldn't you surprise us? So that's why like Daniel Bryan <laughs> doing the yes. He didn't say they signed him. He just said oh, you're no. gonna have to be a bit more patient.
1: Right. Which is basically the unofficial, official way to say he's with the company.
0: <laughs> you know, that was like again, even with the Derby promos, you know, in Chicago, I wanna see the best in the world. Right. Like it's
1: like
0: you're calling you him out that. without
1: calling him out, you know,
0: yeah, so <laughs> is it the worst kept secret, Yes, but it's also like one of those we're not going we're not going to admit it, right, We won't admit it until it happens, so that's like it's the it's like the Adam Cole thing, we don't know where he's going. there's no right. information, it's like Bray Wyatt, there are rumors bray Wyatt rot Bray Wyatt or whatever he's going by now. Impact and AEW are eyeballing him.
1: I believe he's going by just Wyndham now. Which actually... I really like. I mean, it's just as... It fits well. Like, he's come out with... he's He started tweeting a little bit. Um, and his new mask, I think, looks absolutely fantastic. So... Yeah, where he shows up next. And it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, AEW, because um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Dark Order is starting to have some issues.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, I saw Alex Reynolds, uh, you know, he was a little getting, you know, worked up. A little, little hot under, under the Evil collar. collar. And yep. then somebody pointed at Evil Uno saying it was his fault or something like that. It just... Yep. It's interesting.
1: So sounds like they need someone to rile them up and, you know, put them maybe, back on the right path on the right path and you know, I for a long time I couldn't
0: figure out how they would do how they would be able to bring somebody else in as the leader. And if they do this and then bring in Wyndham,
1: it would instantly tie them back to Brody and uh-huh. I think, honestly, that would be the best way to be able to pay homage to Brody by having someone who was so close to him. You know, if you remember with Bray's last appearance at WrestleMania, he did all the Brody stuff in the beginning of the match uh, and even during the match with Randy. It's just, we know how close those two were. You know, it's just, I think this would be the perfect way to bring him in and to establish him as the new leader. And this could be another way to turn the Dark Order heal again and actually be a good way to do it.
0: Yeah. No, it would be, it would be, yeah, I'm long game. I'm all about oh, it. Yeah. Yep. um so following that we had a actually we had Darby Allen uh John Moxley and Eddie Kingston taking on the wingmen um i thought this was good i love seeing you know again, you know Cesar bernoni and um ryan nemeth coming out um i always enjoy their them when they're in the ring uh, you know uh allen moxley kingston got the win there then we got our head to head with christian cage and kenny omega which was a lot of just these two again, I will say it again. Christian in the limelight is making me more of a fan than Christian over back in WWE. He just like has he he belongs where he is. Yeah. Um especially, you know, with Frankie Kazarian in his corner. You know, the elite killer.
1: Yep. It works. They 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 work really well together. I like I like them. I like them a lot together.
0: Agreed. Uh, following that, we had um the Gun Club taking on the Factory, which is <sighs> this was cool. This was fun. I like seeing Billy Gun in action. Good to see. I can't believe how big that guy is. Like he's he's not a he's not a small small guy. Right. Um. Obviously, the Gun Club getting the win over the Factory. Paul White getting involved at one point because QT was being a Bitch. But I, I can't I know some people are like, why do you why are you looking forward to this match? I'm like, I've always liked QT. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Paul White. Which there are it has been said that we might potentially get a WrestleMania match that never happened. And I'm not talking about Flair versus Hogan. Um we might be getting rumor has it there's an actual chance for Shaq taking on Paul White to happen in AEW.
1: It's definitely possible. I know that they've talked about this forever when when um, Paul White was still with WWE and Shaq already having a match in AEW. I think that this would be this would be a fun a fun match between these 2 mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it would happen, don't know. But I think it was you know, maybe they,
0: double we, or nothing. Maybe double or nothing? Yeah, give it some time. Give it some build-up. You yeah. know what did happen, though? Main event, Malachi Black taking on Brock Anderson. I do like Brock. I like him. I think he's a solid worker. Looks a lot like his father. Oh, oh my god, yes. Um, you know, Brock Anderson attacking him before the match, before the bell even rang, because Smart. Malachi Black pretty much said, I want your son to walk out. Get counted out and lose because what I'm gonna do is gonna—you're not gonna like it. And right. boy, <sighs> this man—he's not even the biggest guy on the roster. And the yep. fact that he just like—he feels like it though. He does, you know, between the black mass, between his what, what, what is what is he trained in? He's—I know—not he's, Taekwondo. He's something where is it Jiu-Jitsu? Could be something like that, where he brings that kind of fighting style. In heart, it's almost like that British strong style, but it's not. He just has that strong. Just some of the some of the the way he executes some of his moves, it's like it's crazy. It's crazy, and then he just like looks, because there was that first moment I thought Brock was gonna kick out because he just stood over him for like five seconds. Yeah, and he just go wrapped him up one two three. I'm like, and then he and then he. I think he hit Anderson if I'm not mistaken. Arn. Yep. Yeah. I I him versus on Who is he who is he wrestling at fucking all out? Nobody. He don't have a match yet. No. How does he not have a match yet?
1: Cuz he doesn't have anybody to fight. <laughs> he's been knocking out everybody. He's going to be in he's going to be He's gotta be
0: involved
1: in something at all out. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. But yeah, as of right now, I don't believe he has a match. I am checking and no, he does not. Which honestly I'm okay with. But like you said, he'll he'll find a way to get involved. He's not gonna miss, you know, pretty much their their version of SummerSlam. He'll he'll show up. He'll do something. He'll attack somebody. Don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it'd be Moxley. Well, that would be interesting. We haven't even seen
0: what he's going to do and I'm looking forward to it. Right. Um, So with that being said, um, impact Thursday, another fun show. Uh, Chris Saban uh, taking on Sammy Callahan to kick, kick off the night where, um, at the end, um, there was a point where Eddie Edwards came out, got attacked by W. Morrissey, and then Callahan saved him. So Eddie's like, you know, there was an interview afterwards. Eddie's like, that you know, Sammy comes up to him and he goes, you know, Eddie's like, you know, just because you know I saved you doesn't mean we're friends or something like that. And Sammy's like. You know, I owe you. one, You know, you saved me once. I saved you once. So, I don't think this is a feud coming. I think there's some un un
1: like mutual respect growing between the two of them. Which yeah, one
0: one of those groups where they gonna they hate each other, but they're the, uh, we might see a Cesar, we might see a bar kind of situation happen.
1: Oh Christ, that would be wow. That
0: would be something. I would something. use that one as the unexpected like. Yeah, so following that, we had Diana Perazo come out, interrupt Mickey, Mickey James, getting ready for Empower. Um, pretty much where Mickey pretty much looked at Diana when uh, Drama King Matt came out, and was like, "Yeah, I didn't see you defeat Melina at Um Endurance Resurgence. Fuck, I can't keep track of him anymore." She was, "I saw him defeat Melina, and he won't be allowed at Empower." So then they attack Mickey James, you know. Oh, Trey Miguel came out, too. Uh, I wish I had time tonight to watch Empower. I'm really curious what's going to happen. Following that, we had David Finley taking on Chris Bay, with Chris Bay getting the win over Finley. These two are great to watch. I'm hoping—I can't wait for Chris Bay to make his way over to New Japan at some point, because you know what's going to happen, because he's part of the Bullet Club. Yep. Uh, Following that, we had Christian Cage come out. Um... You know, Christian Cage came out, Tommy Dreamer came out, because now you got to remember, Ace Austin won the t- the one, number one contender spot. Yep. Um, so he came out and was talking shit, blah, 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 blah. Tommy Dreamer, just before that, was like, I don't care where, I don't care how. He goes, I want to wrestle you once, whether it's for the title or not. Nice. So, I'm like, so it was like a brotherly moment, it's like Tommy Dreamer, Christian Cage, for that Oh, man, Tommy Dreamer, just good guy, Tommy. Like, he's been like that since he started in ECW, and he's still that guy. Oh, can't, can't hate the man. But, you know, well, there was something else that was said that was just fire that he attacked Ace Austin on. It was great looking for, oh, man, I can't wait for Christian Cage to lay him out. Unless Ace Austin wins and does become the youngest champion. From I first. mean,
1: honestly, that would fit. Christian's technically not an impact wrestler. Ace would be a, a good person to strap the belt on and put that rocket on his back. I mean, he's mm-hmm. already been really good. So having him win the title, I think, would be a, be a good first step for him. Yeah, agreed. Uh,
0: following that, actually, there was a little moment there where they were interviewing our girl, Brandy Lauren, about last week's uh, loss. Nice. Um and all of a sudden as she's leaving it gets really dark. Oh no. And she walks you know, the camera's following her, she walks through a door. And who's standing there but Soo Young? And Kimberly. And they drag her off. Oh no. <laughs> so whether she's a sacrifice or whether she's joining whatever's going on with Soo Young.
1: I hope so- she joins. I think that would be really awesome.
0: Yeah. It's another another talent that I would like to see more of. She's great, great mic Worker, great in-ring talent. But, fo- you know, around that same time, we had Taylor Wilde taking on the influence, which is to Neil Dashwood, Madison Rain, and Caleb with a K. So Ta- you would talk about intergender matches. Here was one where it was like a three on one where Taylor Wilde obviously lost. But Jordan Grayson, Rachel Elring came out afterwards. Uh, in the main event, Rich Swann and Willie Mack taking on the Good Brothers. With surprisingly, Swan and Mac getting the W over the champions. Nice, nice. Um, this was a great match. This is uh, Impact does not disappoint right now, and with more signings on the way, and hopefully they can, with them pushing bound for glory in Las Vegas, and hopefully tapings, because you know Vegas is gonna allow crowds. Right. So. If we can get get back to because I do like this the this, the smaller feel with Impact right now, but I'm starting to be like I want it because in between, in between, they always show like old footage of old Impact matches and you know whatnot, and they have the crowds and they have the ridiculous like stage whatnot that almost looks like WCW at yep. times. I'm just like, dude, I need. I go. They need to go back on like some kind of torn regimen or tape like they're in a stadium
1: yeah the the old impact zone used to be pretty hopping, pretty, pretty big. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree. I, I'd like to see impact starting to climb that again and get more fans to to get in there. Um, I also noticed something uh, while we were while you were talking about that, but I, obviously I'm, I'm I don't have the option to watch um, impact at this moment. But I'm reading here that uh looks like we have some issues with violent by design. Oh yeah, because uh Rhino
0: cost them uh, the match at uh, resurgence. Resur- Resur- I hope I'm not mixing them all probably- what was the NWA one that came by? Is it resurgence? I don't even yeah, know anymore. Yeah, this the uh, uh,
1: impacts was emergence with an E. Yeah, I, I I know they're 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 so I know they're so close. <laughs> so what we're yeah,
0: no, um Eric Young did this promo, you know, about on Rhino and being like, you are the reason we lost, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the only, you know, you must suffer the consequences now. And the only consequences that you will receive is violence and whatnot. So I, I got to go back and watch that promo, but I've, it was a good promo, and I'm totally forgot what exactly what's going to happen. But. I don't think they ha- they have issues. I just think it's one of these things where it's like if you fuck up, you will be met with violence yeah,
1: by cleanse design. Him. Cleanse him
0: through violence. Fascinating concept. Right? Disturbing concept.
1: It is. It is.
0: But Impact, great as always. Down for Glory is coming up. Let's double check. We want to, as we, as we know... With SummerSlam gone, the fall pay-per-views are coming up
1: That's true, sir We
0: have All Out, we have NWA 73 Bound for Glory, I do not want the 1976 movie But with Woody Gut- Guthrie <laughs> uh, Bound for Glory, let's quickly take a look What's the date on this one October 23rd Is that a Sunday? That's uh No, I believe that's a Saturday That's not one of the Saturday Night Dynamite episodes, is it?
1: If it's the 23rd, then yes, it is. Hmm. We'll have to double check to see when
0: that dynamite is. We might have some complications there. But AEW stars, AAA stars, New Japan stars, all advertised to be part of this, which I'm curious. Right. So last but not least, let me tell you, I've turned my Friday nights from a going out night to a staying in night watching (laughs) Rampage. And again, I will argue we do not need two hours. We will never need to switch to two hours. I like the one hour. The one hour is just enough wrestling where I'm like, oh, that was awesome, but I also want me to have more and not feel, like, you know, overexposed. Right. So, first and foremost, we kick off with the finals for the tag titles. Jurassic Express taking on Lucha Brothers, and no short of a great match between these two as expected. Mm. But the Lucha Brothers are the win number one contenders who will wrestle the box in the steel cage at all out. I almost feel like I don't even know how many times this tag team, these tag teams have wrestled. And I don't even know what the record is between the two of them. I would need to find that data. But with that being said, as long as that cage stays closed, And if there's no interference, I have a feeling the Luch brothers might actually win these titles.
1: It's definitely possible. Because how long you have the know Bucks this been deputy?
0: champions? Huh? How long have the Bucks been champions? Uh, it's oh, been
1: a while. This is why we have Google, my friend. Or, was it double or nothing? It's been a long time. Been a while. Full gear. Oh my god! That's wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: we've only had four tag team champions SoCal, Kenny Omega Adam Page FTR and the Young Bucks The Young Bucks have the longest reign right now, 290 plus days
1: That makes sense
0: And I feel like They have a chance to win the belts
1: Part of me still feels That Andrade is going to get involved and cost on the title In some fashion
0: yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. We can, we're going to talk about that on our post show. I'm just like both of these teams who wrestled obviously deserve the titles. Agreed. 100%. Especially the Lucha Brothers. I would put Lucha Brothers above anyone right now cuz they've been they've been there since day 1. Yep.
1: Definitely the most consistent.
0: Um solid match. Following that, we had the Bunny taken on Ty Conti. This was, you know, I mean, again, I thought I love watching Ty in the ring. She's great Allie's not so bad herself but i love the way this match ended yes where penelope ford came out and distracted and booyah we have an alliance with Allie and the bunny not Allie, the bunny and penelope ford following that and i totally must have missed this but i totally didn't realize we were having a tag team match between christian cage frankie kazarian tigan kenny omega and brandon cutler this was good this i thought was really good um weird to throw brandon cutler in there but at the same time i get it with the gimmick right you know we need somebody to kind of take most of the hits and let the champion look you know dominant when necessary yep, yep. um again christian and frank frankie if that man doesn't hold a title at least once in this company that's not the tag titles i will be a little disappointed because he just gets better every single time i see him
1: yeah i I can definitely see him as tnt champion at some point um maybe even surprise us and become aw champion don't know but yeah i agree with you 100 he deserves to have a singles title before he retires it just it was
0: good it's you know i thought this was a good match i like the way it ended Talking about, I want to pull a Quentin Tarantino and jump back to your uh, what we talked about earlier. You want to talk about people I would love to see one on one have a promo, Don Callis and Paul Heyman?
1: Oh, dear lord, <laughs> I don't know who'd win. I don't. Like, like, we, I think we, I think we talked about this during our hundredth episode when we did our Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns, who's better champion. Imagine Callis and and Heyman going toe to toe, talking about the accolades of each wrestler. Like, I, I could watch them go back and forth all day, and I'd never be bored. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even get up. I wouldn't even use the bathroom. I would literally hold it to watch them talk for twenty four hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they both, and it's funny because I said I, I've always been a fan of Paul Heyman. I've always loved Paul. I loved him when he was you know with the Ruthless Aggression Era. I mean that's when I got to know who Paul Heyman was. And especially when he was the GM of Smackdown and Eric Bischoff was the GM of Raw. And you want to talk about when you really think about that where the guy who won the war took the the next two figureheads from those other two companies and still put them head to head with each other. Yep. Very sadistic. Yes. But it was incredible what he Oh my I've always loved Paul. He's always been one of my favorite talkers, always been one of my favorite managers. I said a long time ago he belongs up there with Bobby Heenan, with, you know, Mr. Fuji.
1: Yep.
0: But that being said, Don Callis, in the past couple of years, has made a name for himself. Oh, absolutely. There as well. You know, he is... And, yes, he's made his touch with W – you know, he was in WCW at one point. He was in ECW. I don't know if he – he might have been in WWE, like, when the buyout happened. I don't know. But he might be one of the best talents that WWE's never had their hands on in terms of management and mic work. Correct. I just – the fact that piece of shit is becoming a chant every time he comes out – no, what was it? Carney piece of shit. Yeah. It's incredible. Christian's a genius. I don't want Don to go away. Don's another one I need to always have on my camera. Right. Well, this has been pretty exciting, Scott. And yes, we have All Out coming out next week. But we also have a couple people who... contracts are just kind of like expired or they're not doing anything. And I think... In the next month, if not next couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about CM Punks being joined by some people. Yeah. Whether it be one, whether it be two, whether it be three. That was four. My thumb should have been like, there we go. <laughs> I can't wait. Scott, looking forward to it. Next week, guys, go home show for all out. Again, I think one of the best build up for an AEW pay-per-view there has been don't forget make sure you check out the Raw Review SmackDown study as well as well as last week's post show for SummerSlam and NXT. If you don't already do so please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SB official and Scott as Scotty Stream. We are on all streaming platforms including Captivate. If there's one we are not on please let us know. We will put ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like share describe believe review review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Ship It Studios this is the podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well thank you for listening next week all out pre-show do not forget to ship it and as always do not forget to join the bedlam
1: welcome to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and i'm jason and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters the flops and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s so whether you're a brain a jock a valley girl or a jedi Please subscribe and happy listening.